What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another sad episode of From Broadway <laughs> to Belmont. I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, for half this podcast, it's sad. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am your host, Chris DeSellums. With me, as always, is Kevin. Kevin, jump in, say hello. Oh, hello! It's a great, it's a great day. It's a great time to be alive, Chris. Why do you sound so? You sound so upset. I mean, so the Islanders and the Rangers met for the first time this season. You know home opener for the rangers uh for game one of this uh abridged season and i'll give it to the islanders they were the better team today um a hundred percent i can't even like there was never for like a minute there was not like one minute during this game the rangers were were any better than the islanders the islanders just looked 10 times better than the rangers um and it's like i'll start off with this um quote of the night that I saw is that the Rangers this is the quote it says the Rangers look like a young team and the Islanders look like a team that just went to the Eastern Conference Finals last season and this was by um someone on Twitter I I'm not going to butcher their at name but if you listen you'll you'll I'm shouting you out and I'm giving you credit so uh have fun with that but so like rationalizing it like that is fine. Like I get it. This is a young team, but I mean, you can't they say that bad. this, yeah, it was like, <laughs> you couldn't say you can't blame. And it was like, I was pissed off about this, the whole game with the, with the announcers. They were like, Oh yeah, this is a young team and everything. And I'm like, no, this team just looks bad. I'm like, there just, just, there was so much that went wrong with this team. And I'm, I'm going to let you go. Um, I'll let you start um, just just talking about like what went right this team, what you saw um, the Islanders do, and 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 because you're probably not going to have as many points, you know that that yeah. compared to me, just because I'm like this was an unmitigated disaster by the New York Rangers, and I could probably spend <laughs> That's a good way to put it, yeah, and I, I could probably spend the next thirty minutes talking about how bad this game went. Where the Islanders could, you could spend the next five minutes being like, uh, "Yeah, we we looked good all the way around." So I'm gonna let you do that. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was like that was kind of my point coming in is that everybody undersells the Islanders, and it's like it's just always kind of the story. And they went to the Eastern Conference Final last postseason, and the Rangers are still a young and upcoming team. So I mean, it was just I feel like bound to happen. That's why I feel like I'm like tempered. And each my expectations and my reaction to this game because like like it obviously like if it, it feels great to beat the Rangers when does it not but like I feel like you and I both perhaps saw it coming but I don't think we either saw the way it like turned out coming in a sense because besides like a two minute stretch in the second period like halfway through like you mentioned the Rangers just did, didn't control any of that game I mean Jack Johnson looked terrible tony d'angelo terrible i'm sure you'll and we will touch on both of those later but the honors just shut him down i mean i you didn't see anything out of our time panera and mika zibanejad who's admittedly coming off covid protocol didn't look that great um they're both unnoticeable ryan strom i don't think i heard his name once um the guys that were involved were like brendan lemieux kevin rooney um that fourth line was the best line tonight and that's embarrassing yeah like that's not what you need, especially when we we talked the last week about how good the Rangers' top nine is, and they were just absent this like 
this entire game. But I was really impressed with how the Islanders played, obviously. I mean, I expect them to come out good, and they came out good, and I expect that for the rest of the season, just because they're still a good team. They're a deep team, and this is what they can do to teams. Um, side note, I predicted 4-1. to one. I was really hoping the Rangers would pot one there at the end, but I'll take 4 nothing. It was pretty close. But um, yeah, I was very impressed. A, you had a <laughs> yeah, really good prediction. I mean, like, you, your prediction was, was pretty much spot on. My prediction being 4-2 Rangers and then switching to 4-2. Someone's just going to win 4-2. The second part wasn't bad. That that was just me covering my ass um, (laughs) more than anything. You were 100% like spot on with this. So, yeah, congrats on that, too. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, uh, we'll see how things go on Saturday. Um, I feel like the big story of the night was just how bad that one Rangers pairing was. I mean, as much as you can talk about the Islanders being great, um, we'll touch on Matt Barzell a little bit later. Um, Anders Lee had two goals, but and Semyon Varama was fantastic, but I think the main story of the night was Jack Johnson and Tony D'Angelo being just abysmal. Um, if you want to touch on that. Uh, I will, but first, just because this is the first point in my notes, so I'm just going to go off of my game notes for this. Um, first note I had was the camera angle on MSG sucks. It stinks. They, I don't uh, know what um, they changed. It's uh, awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, no fans. We're going to make the camera angle much worse than it normally is. It's like, why wouldn't you try to get closer since you have the space to try and get closer? Like, you've had the time to figure out how to do this. And I don't know. It, the camera angle was just terrible. Um, it made the, the game The Islanders watch. broadcast wasn't as bad, to be fair. Sorry, I meant to cut you off. But, like, no, the Rangers broadcast was when I switched to it. It was Because I'm terrible. not going to listen to it. It was so much worse. I don't know if you saw the MSG Plus. or well, the Devils were on MSG Plus. They lost, by the way. But the Islanders were on the other Thank channel. God. <laughs> um, it, the Rangers one was really bad. The Islanders one was, like, subpar. So, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, my next point is... Of course, Jack Johnson takes the first penalty, first shift as a Ranger. Yeah, um, not and <laughs> su- first su- time he's on the ice. Sub point, sub point to that is I would like Mark Stahl back. So yeah, I mean I've mentioned it wow, before on this podcast. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> no, but dude, if if you had told me that like when when the Mark Stahl trade happened, I was like, oh my god, like they they got rid of You're that contract. That, yeah, that's I was, good. yeah, I was like, you cleared the cap. You really only gave up a second round pick. I'm like. It was all good. Like I was very happy. You know, all we had to do was give up a second. Yeah, and then it was like over the summer they traded him or they got they replaced him with someone who was who's I wouldn't (laughs) even say is arguably worse. He's just worse. worse. And Mark Stahl is nothing to write home about. I mean, no offense, he was a good player back in the day, but nowadays, like that's a low. Mark Stahl was bad, but I'm like, I mean, Mark Stahl looked like you know. Brian, Mark Stahl compared to Jack Johnson is like Brian Leach. He, like, <laughs> it was like it's just oh my god. Um, yeah, it was it was terrible. Jack Johnson, I would say, arguably right now is the worst def- is the worst defenseman in all of the NHL. I, I don't. It, I, it's certainly possible. I mean, he's definitely I, bottom five, like the the max. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's top two and he's not two, so it's like he's <laughs> he's terrible. Um, yeah, he he just looked so bad the whole game, um, and I I kind of like I was trying to think about how he would. I I knew he was going to make the team because they were playing him on the penalty kill, and you saw him on the penalty kill a bunch tonight. And I'm just like, you know, and of course the 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 the, the Islanders went two for seven, I think on on the power play so it's like just not great (laughs) no it's not great and and you know what you chalk it up as oh well jack johnson 
played pretty well. They only went two for seven on the power play. It's like, no, he just he just sucks. Like, let's not – we're not going to do that because he's just terrible. But, I mean, he looked bad. D'Angelo looked really bad. Um, that pair, I don't – you have you have to play Smith now. You 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 tried it out one game, and it, just, it, it blew up in your face so bad if you're David Quinn. Like, Brendan Smith – can't sit out the rest of the season if you're going to have Jacob Trouba playing on the right side you have to have Brendan Smith play on the left because at least Brendan Smith will be able to at least cover up some of the shortcomings of of Tony D'Angelo's defense and it's like I don't get why Tony D'Angelo is is still saying I don't like that people complain about my uh my defense I and they say I can't play defense you can't. You can't. He got like, undressed. Not- that goal by Barzell, he, I mean, like, everyone was like, oh, like, it's not that good. I mean, to do that against an NHL defenseman, to get around him three times is like incredible. So, I saw a tweet just to interrupt with the rant real quick that said uh, they sent Tony D'Angelo back to the Capitol. I was like, oh, man. Like- <laughs> yeah, was, I saw a tweet I saw a tweet about the Barzell um, undressing <laughs> D'Angelo, and they were like, yeah, of course D'Angelo uh, wasn't going to cover him. Why would he protect the left? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter just stays undefeated. Oh my god, they were just if you're if you were on Rangers Twitter or Islanders Twitter, it was a rough night to be Tony D'Angelo or Jack Johnson because my god, you were just getting flamed. I mean, rightfully. I mean, even they were like it wasn't like they were like easily the most notable, but then you look at like guys like Panarin, Stroman, Kako, was that a line tonight or was it yeah. just like yeah, that line they're um crickets like yeah they're like shots for against like shots against Corsi. like the higher you want up to like 100 for those who don't know it's like the higher it is the more shots you have versus against they were down in like the low 30s like that is that's like abysmal like that's like lower than like that's like historically bad it's only one game obviously it's a small sample size but to have your top players doing that panarin especially is like that's not unacceptable and then the yeah, Irish I mean- top line was like in the 70s yeah, I um, I was listening to another Rangers podcast earlier today, and they had um Rick Carpinello on, and he had mentioned that um, Panarin kind of looked, he he didn't he he wasn't really like turning it on in yeah, practice. Yeah, he didn't look like himself. He didn't look like himself um, tonight. I don't know. He, he yeah he he looked like he just didn't want to be there. Um, and that Saturday uh, yeah. is the first game. Like I, I felt that for a lot of guys though. I felt like they just didn't want to be there. And that Saturday, they think is the first game. Um, uh, yeah, the Islanders just stormed him out of the gate. I mean, we saw what was it? Two goals in the first soon, four minutes. That that oh, was yeah, in dude, the game as soon in the as, first four minutes. As soon as the Islanders scored first, I was like, oh, this game is going to get much worse before it gets better. And then it's like, and then you, the Rangers didn't score on any of the power plays they needed to score on. I think they went I think they ended up going yeah. over 4 tonight. I'm like you need to okay, the first one you don't score on, fine, whatever, you didn't score. The second one you didn't score on, okay. Um it's starting to become a big deal. You're you're over 2. You get a third power play, you do nothing with it after you dominate. The Rangers were in the um the the Islanders zone for like a minute and a half they were they were dogging the island the, the penalty kill it was like the, the, like they said it on the broadcast a lot of the islanders penalty killers at that point were just stopping and going stopping and going because they were gassed you couldn't score you go own three and then you get another power play at that point i was just i was just pissed off i got up at the fourth power play just because i'm like i wanted to get a snack and, and go to the bathroom because i'm like there's no way that they're gonna score and then they get scored on yeah, I mean, their power play didn't look good. Side note, just as like a, I think it's like a relevant topic, the Islanders switched their penalty kill. And I think that also played a factor in the Rangers' power play being 
perhaps not as effective. They had a guy, they might play like a one, two, two instead of a box. I've never seen them do that before, but it clearly it worked. I mean, I thought the Rangers power play was bad. Clearly you did too. So I'm curious if there's something there that like they, they clearly did something wrong to stifle the Rangers and it could just be the off game. Like everything here, this is, we're also recording this for those who don't know, it's 10 PM on Thursday night. So this is like the immediate reaction, gut reaction. So it's like a small sample size, but I mean, immediate reactions are uh, Rangers power play with like, garbage and the Islanders new penalty kill strategy looked really good so I'm really curious to see if that continues over the next few games especially on Saturday yeah the Rangers power play was was terrible um so what else let me go back to my points um oh so uh this I, I believe this was still in the first period yeah it had to be in the first period um Lee took a, a brutal high stick from Miller yeah. accident that His was mouth brutal. was bloody yeah yeah that, that was that bad was a, he scored right after though. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was that was like oh, that was bril- the point. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant play by him. Just to, like he gets high stick. <laughs> he's he's skating off the ice. Sees that the Rangers are are in the process of getting the puck turned over. Um, and then they just you know he gets this insane pass. He's already like pretty much at the blue line. So it's like there's no way he wasn't going to score. I was just like, I'm shocked uh, he scored a wrist shot. I mean, I've never seen him besides his first angel goal, which was with the blue line. I don't think I've ever seen that guy score like a wrist shot from that far out. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like a, it was amazing. Um, next point I had Rangers look bad. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. Way, yeah that's... Way, way, way to go. Uh, first, first period intermission, Chris. Um, and then I said, <laughs> The passing looks gross, which it did. The Rangers, the, the, their passing was so sloppy. The Rangers looked like, for most of this game, like it was a continuation of the bubble, and that scared me. Um, you know, towards the end of this game, I was just so I didn't care about how it ended because I knew they were going to lose. But you know, after the first period, I was like, this team, I don't know what's going on. They looked scared. They looked like they were just too anxious. They looked like they were just I don't I don't know what was going on, but they looked like they did not leave the bubble in Toronto. Um, they were just so bad. It, there was just nothing good. There was nothing good that came out of of this game tonight. But speci- specifically the first period and the second period. I mean the third period. It is what it is. But it's just like those first two periods were like some of the worst hockey I've seen from the Rangers. And I'm like, and I've seen these teams like the, the final Elaine Vigno year where it was like, that was just, that was just bad. It was like after the, I think it was after the winter classic that year, the Rangers lost almost every game. They went from being in third place to being like one of the worst teams in the league. And then it was like the next two years, they were just terrible. And it was like, this year was, is kind of like the, they're obviously they're not going to be, a cup contending team, but it's like, you would hope, and you know, just hearing the coaches and the players be like, yeah, I really like this team, the chemistry and everything. I think, you know, playoffs is, is an expectation, not an expectation, but like, that's what we're shooting for. It's like, I, after tonight, there is absolutely no chance the Rangers make it to the playoffs. I would say this is a lottery team through and through if they're going to play like this for 56 games. Um, yeah, and then back to just the Rangers being ass. Um, they would just look better with five defensemen uh, tonight. I, I don't think Jack Johnson uh, should have been out there. I I, I want to start a GoFundMe um, to get to a million dollars. So you know we have to think of we have to think of a nickname for our fans who listen to this show and start a GoFundMe and get 
get trending on Twitter and raise a million dollars and write a check to um, to Dolan and say, here's a check for a million dollars. Give that to Jeff Gordon. And in the memo, write, buying out Jack Johnson because I don't want him on this team anymore. I would, I would cut him. I would have cut him in between periods like after the first period i would have said oh jack you, you you could pack up and go home because you were that bad if 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 david quinn thinks he's gonna keep sending out jack johnson and tony d'angelo for the rest of the year or for a cons- like a considerable amount of games you're just begging teams to score on you it's like those two were on the ice and it just seemed like there was an automatic goal or an automatic chance that would happen um for the islanders it, it was just bad. Um, and again, I, I mentioned it before, but I just I just need the broadcast. I need Sam and Joe to just stop saying it was like, oh, this team is young. There's a lot of new moving parts. It's like the Jack Johnson's new. It's like, no, we're not going to blame the shortcomings of the Rangers on the team being young and Jack Johnson being new. The, 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 they suck tonight. It was okay to just say they suck tonight. They weren't ready to play. They they were sloppy. It looked like they were asleep for the first forty minutes. And Jack Johnson sucks. It's okay to just say Jack Johnson sucks. He's not very good. Like I don't know what else we need to say besides Jack Johnson is not very good. It was a bad signing when it happened. It's going to be a bad signing the rest of the year. It's going to be a long year with Jack Johnson. And I only have to deal with him for like four more months. And I, I'm already like I want I, I want to jump off my roof. Yeah, I mean, he was horrible. <laughs> I, the honors depth just exposed him. It's just every single time, like you said, he was out there. It was just, uh, it was brutal. I think that's kind of what we expected because the honors can roll four lines and you go up against some of these Rangers players like Johnson and Kevin Rooney. And I mean, no disrespect to some of these guys, but you guys are telling the depth that the honors do right now. I mean, you guys have the star power with Panarin and Lafreniere. And Lafreniere looked pretty. He was pretty unnoticeable tonight, but he was he was good. That, that on, was I was expecting that. Yeah, I mean he like he was a big body. He he made his presence known a couple of times. He had a couple of good chances, but I mean I think yeah we were both expecting that. But I mean the honors depth just shone through, just like kind of we thought, which was uh, a very encouraging sign. I mean Kiefer Bellows got a chance to play, which was nice. I thought Noah Dobson especially was just fantastic. I mean he's going to be a stud this year for the honors. I'm so happy that he gets to play with. Uh, I mean, alas, it was Johnny Boychuk and Devon Taves, which is no fun. But Dobson had a move. He, like, skated by, I think it was Panarin on the boards. It could have been somebody else, but I think it was Panarin. And then fed a pass over to, like, um, an Islander who just couldn't handle it. But, I mean, just that one flash and everything else he did today, quarterback in the power play was great. So, um, it's a it's a tale of two seasons and a tale of uh, heads and tails on a coin. I don't know what you want to call it, but... um. I think the franchises are still in two different places. Um, who knows how the season's going to turn out, though? Because, I mean, the Rangers got hot at the end of the last season. The Islanders got cold. COVID happened. And uh, here we are now in January starting the season. So um, I think you have to be very encouraged as an Islander fan and I think rightfully kind of discouraged as a Ranger fan. But I feel like who do you even put in? You're definitely going to put in Brendan Smith next game. It has to be for Johnson. I mean, but would it surprise you if he scratches Tony D'Angelo? It was a bad game for him. And then he took that unsportsmanlike, too. I think it's possible. So there are there are some different things the Rangers can can do just going into this next game. I wouldn't say just going back. I wouldn't say 
uh, after this game, this game I would say was discouraging for for Rangers fans. But just like going forward the rest of the season, it is a small sample size. Do I think the Rangers are going to look like this every night? No, hopefully no, not. Definitely if, not. If they do, that's when you know. It's also then, the first game, you, no preseason. That's what I mean. I I I do think once this team gets a little bit warmer, um, they're going to look a lot better. But you know, you do have to question if this team lays another another egg, you know, this season and, and they end up in the lottery again. You got to start questioning whether David Quinn's the guy. I mean, he he was the guy. Um, I don't think he is. <laughs> like he was the guy to develop people. But yeah, I, I, don't, I just don't know if he's the guy long term to get this team over the hump and to win a Stanley Cup. It just it just doesn't seem like he he, he might be the answer. So you, it, it begs the question: Who, who, you know, wh- who and when do you start to look for um, for a new coach when the time comes? But um, yeah, it's still, uh, I mean, it's still so early for both teams. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's we're gonna have different opinions as the season goes on. I mean, this is a very gut level reaction, but um, it's just to I think answer. I, go ahead, go. To answer your question though on the D'Angelo situation. I, I yes, I think that Jack Johnson gets. I think you 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 sub. You have to. Um, you sub um, Brendan Smith in just because I think even here's the thing. I I've I've liked Brendan Smith. He's had a very tumultuous relationship with the Rangers. Just you know, since he was signed, you know, he had a bad you know first season. Got sent down, fighting in the AHL, was playing wing. You know, he he's done he's done everything he asked. He he's been asked by the Rangers. So it's like. I'll never he like he'll always I guess have like a special place in my heart especially after like that one playoff run where we first got him at the deadline but I yeah you have to bring in um Smith for for Johnson Johnson is just not the guy he's not the answer um I I wouldn't be surprised you know I just I just don't think he's Johnson they deserves him in, any they playing him. time I, mean, I know I that's like the, the thing they have I, yeah like, I think they might and, still and, play him and 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 that's that's a point I tweeted. I was like, I, I I tweeted saying, I don't know who who vetted for him. Whether it was Jacques Martin, whether it was um, JD, you know, because you know I don't know if yeah JD was there when Johnson was was Columbus. playing on Columbus. So it's like I don't know who vouched for him, but I'm like, you got a question, you know, whoever said this is a guy we need on this team to replace Mark Stahl. It was like. You didn't need to replace Mark Stahl. You had Brendan Smith ready to go, and you had, you know, I don't think anyone predicted Keandre Miller making the team. And so it was like, oh, we have to figure out who's going to, you know, make this team or who's going to, you know, fill in these spots. But I I don't know, man. But, um, yeah, to answer your question, I've been, like, dancing around it. Um, I I don't know what Quinn does with D'Angelo. And I think, you know, D'Angelo probably would have just gotten – less minutes next game with Smith. He would have just been on the third pair and probably would have seen like minimal, you know, minutes. But I think, I think he screwed himself taking the unsportsmanlike after he took the holding penalty. I mean, that was just, that's ridiculous. You, you just can't do that. It's like, like it's awful. I mean, that's, if I was like, I didn't see him too much after that, to be honest. I mean, no, because because Quinn was pissed, as, as, it, and that's and that was the thing all over Twitter too. Everyone was like, "Oh, like Tony's done now. He took that unsportsmanlike, and like that's it. We're not going to see him for the rest of the game." And it was like that was that was pretty much true. It was like you really didn't see much of D'Angelo after that. Um, also, you know, 
this it, like Quinn's decision making is very questionable at times. It's like I think someone tweeted at one point that Brett Howden had more playing time than Capo Caco. It's like I don't know what Quinn has against Caco. I I just I like I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why he has this just love for Brett Howden. Is he trying to like is is it trying to be like a Neil Pionk situation again where it's like you know even though Truba hasn't looked like the Jacob Truba of Winnipeg, you know that's also because his his partner he hasn't had the partner partners he's had in Winnipeg. But it's just like, are you trying to just bump up Brett Howden's value to to get Seattle to to look at him? Because it's like at this point, no, I I don't think that's true at all. I mean, why would you? That's such a long haul for such a like a. I just don't get game. why then though he gets so much more playing time than a second overall pick because it's like you know what you have in Brett Howden and you know what Capocaco's ceiling is and Capocaco's ceiling is higher than Brett Howden's floor. So why are you playing Brett Howden more? It's like, and I get it. He looked better tonight. That fourth line looked better, but it's like I I, I don't know, man. It, 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 like it like uh, it's just got this whole team's got me questioning a lot right now. Even though it's only one game, just going forward, you know. I, I and and Quinn's decision making has been something that a lot of people have have had issues with since he started, you know, because it's just like why are you why do you make some of the decisions you make? They just don't make any sense. Um the coaches are yeah. just so weird. I mean, it's the same thing with the Islanders too. Like it was very encouraging seeing Kiefer Bellows play over Leo Komarov tonight, but it's like all of last year they played Dalcole and Ladd and Komarov over Bellows and I wish Wallstrom got some more time. It's just like I don't know where the coaches get this stuff, and I think it's the same thing with Howden. I mean, I'm happy how Bellows plays and he played good. Um, Howden I thought was very unmemorable. I don't, I honestly didn't even know he was playing. I mean, I figured he was, but like he didn't do, he didn't do anything. <laughs> Let me no. correct my stat while I'm here because I'm just watching the. I have the post uh, the post game press conference on uh, mute right now. The Islanders went two for eight on the power play, and the Rangers went zero oh for three. Um, also, I think the two Rangers for eight went, ain't great. <laughs> no, it's not. But also, um, the Rangers, I think, uh, in like the first period, there was like, I think, f- twelve faceoffs, and the Rangers went two for twelve or something. Oh, they, like, were they only smoked. won was, two. We yeah, won, they we were losing the every. They were losing every every faceoff. Like that was, was the Islanders' bread and butter. It was great. Um, but yeah, no, the the decision making is questionable. Keandre Miller, um. He he looked a little shaky, but it was like that was kind of to be expected almost. And um, yeah, I, he he, he looked he looked too shaky because Quinn pretty much benched him after a while, um, which is so, dumb. But yeah, I don't. I again, I don't agree with all his decision making. So it's kind of just like the trends that you know it's going to keep on trending. Um, what else did I have? Um, oh, but this goes this ties back to um, to Tony D'Angelo. So. I was texting you about it during the game, but if we're going to just take a step back, because we're thinking of Tony D'Angelo, the Tony D'Angelo and what would eventually become Leas Anderson trade for Stepan and Ranta has officially, as of tonight, I am calling it, that trade is a bust. Um, Trade Tony whenever you have the chance to. Um just get something out of him because one, he's going to play, he's going to just tweet and just do on ice and off ice stuff. That's going to annoy people. He's going to do that. I think he's playing himself. He's not going to have a job in the end of two years. Yeah. Two years from now, he's not going to have a job. 
Um, it's, he's so talented too, which is like the shame. I mean, when have we even seen like, other categories? I feel like nobody has had the similar situation that's had the social media presence. I mean, players that play on have had the league. I can only think of like Slava Voinov who like got arrested for domestic assault. I mean, who else even is there? Like, there's like probably a couple more people that I can't think off the top of my head, but I mean, I think like Tony D'Angelo's been in Arizona, didn't work out. He got drafted by Tampa, didn't work out. He's with the Rangers now. It's like on shaky ground. Like, how many more chances do you get? Is my question. Like, Tony D'Angelo is like his like his off ice stuff is like the on ice and the off ice stuff is is what gets him in trouble like nine out of ten times. And I would say like the the person who I guess we could relate it to who's just had like a million chances and it's a lot of like off ice stuff. And eventually like you just cut ties would be like Josh Hosang where it's like, you know, he's had a lot of issues or had a lot of issues with the Islanders just like off the ice where it's like he, he eventually just played himself out. Of, he, he eventually, he just so much caught up with them where it was like, yeah, you don't have a job. And I feel like that's going to happen to Tony D'Angelo soon where it's like, the Twitter stuff, like fighting people on Twitter, you know, making Instagram stories about how it's, you know, parlors getting shut down and, you know, just it's he's just ridiculous. And it's just it, it, the attitude on the ice doesn't translate well. You, either. Yeah, you can't be that alt right and, and just an absolute nutbag off the ice and be a scumbag on the ice and not look good every night. Like if it, the, the difference is if he was doing this and looked good every night, you know, was, was a plus two every night, you know, w- was good for a goal or an assist a night, you know, was blocking shots, was doing everything he needed to do and knew how to play defense. Sure. You know what? You've earned the right to, I guess, talk your shit, but it's like, he got on. Don't he got look good every by, night. By it's Matt like Barzell. you look like crap. If you, like yep. he just like he's just I don't know. Um, but I wanted to. I, I made a list of just a few players. Um, so I I don't know if the Rangers wanted D'Angelo. I think the Coyotes might have thrown him in. But I was just thinking back to like how that uh-huh. trade is ultimately <laughs> a bust, and I'm like the Rangers took Leas Anderson, who was a ridiculously safe pick at number seven. And these are a few of the players um, that went after him that I would love to be on the Rangers right now. Um, only a few picks after him. Uh, uh, Martin Nikas from uh, from uh, the Hurricanes. He's you a have him on player. fantasy, right? I did. Yeah, I very, drafted him. I was very excited about that. <laughs> very, very good player. Uh, Nick Suzuki, who was on the Golden Knights. Very good Disgusting. player. Well, he got traded. He got traded to Canadians. For the, oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's, I forgot he's our, that. He's our number one. He's our number one center. Like, sheesh. Uh, pretty good. I'd say that's um, pretty solid. <laughs> Cal Foot, he made his debut last night for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, spoiler alert: the Tampa Bay Lightning really know how to draft players, so he's going to probably turn out to be a stud. <laughs> um, Son of Adam, of course, great player. Yep. Um, Eric Brandstrom, who's on Ottawa, was traded. He's going to be from, a very good player. Yeah, yep, he was he was, he was, yep. Yep. He was. Was it? Was it Carlson? I thought he was. was I thought he was. No, he was Stone. Oh, it's the Mark Stone. It's the Mark Stone. Yeah. Why am I thinking Carlson went to the Golden Knights? He went to the Sharks. Never mind. <laughs> Um, and then um, uh, I don't know if it's Juso or Yuso Valamaki from uh, the yeah, Flames. Yeah, I think it's Yuso. Yeah. yeah, you know he's a he's, he's a great he's like player. one of their yeah he's one of their like top prospects. These are all guys, and there were other guys too that went after Lee's Anderson that the Rangers just decided not to. Oh, also I'm just watching his back, and Lafreniere almost fell. 
on the ice when he oh, came oh, out. Oh, no. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I just rewatched like, it. That could have been um, another wire situation. Side note, how corny was it that the Rangers did their full... Like, I get it. I guess it's kind of cool because it's like the first game of the season, but like, can we not do our full intros and like introduce every player? Can we just get the game on the road? Like, this game ended at 945. Like, there's something in the stands. Like, what, like, what the, is this? What is this garbage? That was yeah, corny. Like, that's, that's the Rangers like through and through though. Like, they're all dumb. about... They're all about tradition. They're all about like like the, if they didn't do that, it would have surprised me. But it's like their social media accounts just got good, you know, within the last year or so. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's gonna be a while before they're like, you know what, this shit is corny. I thought We're it was just dumb. I, stop I, I'll doing say it. if the owners do it and they're and they're open, I'll say it's corny too. I mean, there's no fans in the stand. Like unless you have like three thousand. That's why in, like, I think Arizona. it was ultim- That's why I think like, it was ultimately yeah. like super corny because there was no one there and they did it. Did like, they broadcast they just- it? Yeah, they could have if okay. they did it and if they did it and just didn't broadcast it like they just did it for the players there. Just, dumb. Like <laughs> it would have been, been dumb. dumb. It, it would have been dumb, but it's like no one would have known about it unless like un- unless like the beat reporters like said something about it, but it's like <laughs> seeing it live, you know, I saw it a couple of years ago when I watched It's very um, cool. Home no, yeah, are like, great. like it's great like to but you need fans there. Yeah, like what's the? Uh, I just thought. I mean, the fact that this game, this game had eight minutes left when the Devils were in a shootout. Like they went through overtime and a shootout. Like that shouldn't. Okay, I mean, well, to yeah, be fair, the also, game was ending. The game was ending when the Devils were in the shootout. But they, here, yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that this. Um, they said this game was going to start at seven o'clock. There are no fans in the arena, and this game didn't. You know, puck puck didn't drop until almost like seven fifteen. I'm like. What I mean, I can, yeah, here? it's like, I can, I can deal with the 707 drops what they usually do, which is like fine. Even like it with no fans, I can deal with like 705, 707, but like there, there should be no reason why 15 minutes should surpass. Like, surpass, I feel like even elapse. with no fans, I'm not going to give the NHL credit. They need to, if no fans, <laughs> no fans, just drop the puck when, when uh, it's time to drop the puck, seven o'clock, seven o'clock game time, we're dropping the puck. Um, but yeah, no. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was a bad game for the Rangers. Um, oh, I was I was loving else. It. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're an Islanders fan, you loved that game. Yeah, I'll get I'll get um, to my points after you can finish up your notes. Yeah, so this is the last note I had, and yeah, no this was the thing I guess that kept me watching because it got me. And I think after this, like I was watching, but then also just not watching at the same time after this happened because I was so pissed off. The the save that Igor made, I forget on who it was. I think Barzal had had. The puck uh, it was Lee. And he passed it to he, Lee. Yeah, he passed it across ice to Lee. Lee took a shot. Igor made a big save, and the puck's kind of just like dangling there. And and it's it looked like, if I'm remembering correctly, Igor like was able to kind of like get back and possibly stop it. Everly's he was like coming out, in. He was like outside the crease, hot. and he dove. Like, I think yeah. him and Everly dove back. Everly's coming in super hot, and they both collide to the point where Igor is like wrapped around the. I I, I would I would say the left post, and then the puck you know rolls in, and then like the whistles are being blown after after he's already like not not purposely been ran but it's like he got ran over at that point you should have just called you should have blown the whistle as soon as he got ran over there was no way he was stopping any puck the puck goes in and the initial call on the ice is uh puck crossed the line we got a goal and i'm like i thought on the ice it was they call a no goal on the ice and then they went and reviewed it it a goal and yeah yeah so so i don't know like if but like when they called it a goal i'm like that's a ridiculous call and 
it, like it, the refereeing tonight was was I, I felt all over the place. Well, I they weren't reviewing they, it for they weren't reviewing it for goal interference at that point. That was like my thing. I thought that it like, would. I th- you should have if you're going to review it. Like you you obviously saw the play. It's like you saw he wasn't. I feel making like they did save. though. I feel like they did like because that review, the second review after the challenge was like. I mean, theoretically, they should say like, oh, goal interference, like no goal. But like, I guess they have to go through the process. Like, I think that I think they just have no choice. Which is I like. Think- I don't, I don't think know. the fault is like the rule. I think like the the what's going on is like I don't think it was like the ref's fault necessarily. I think it's just the the protocol that's is the gripe here. But I mean, I thought and it like, was I whatever. Like I don't I like I don't know if I'm gonna blame the protocol or the ref for for me. Um, I, I like I don't know. It's a little bit of both. Just because I'm like you like you see the play with your own eyes. You know, sometimes you don't have to follow protocol because you know the rule in your head. You know, hey, he wasn't making that save. It was literally impossible for him to have made that save. The puck rolled in. Um, after he got ran, we should have just. It's like it's like how are you not going to 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 blow the whistle at that? But you know, the intent to blow the whistle call that everyone's like, you know, that that you know people are like, oh, you know, you're you're reviewing that. It's like. It's just like stuff like that where it's like you're not going to blow the whistle when Igor gets ran over, but you're going to blow the whistle when you you lose when you lose the puck, you know, point three seconds after a shot's on net, and and then it goes in, and then you're blowing the whistle, and you're like, oh well, I had the intent to blow the whistle. It's like it, it's just I I don't know the refereeing. No, I mean the puck me, the puck was in the crease. I mean I didn't mind the re- they took they called a lot of penalties. I didn't think the refereeing was like necessarily bad. No, I mean, like, they kept they it a called, close game. Like they called the penalties like. They were fair. Every penalty, I think, was reasonable. I just, it's just those two calls for me. It, like, it was just annoying. Um, I also like, think that because if because it's just, it's just like, it's, it's just like yeah. they're relying too much on, or I shouldn't say they're relying too much on on video, but it's like you, you it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it just seemed like it, it was just weird. I feel like, I feel like the call, I feel like it should have been reversed. You should have made no call on the intent to blow the whistle and just stuck by the. I was going to blow the whistle. I'm not reviewing this. I lost out of the puck and just go with that and have people be pissed off for two seconds and just own up to it after the game. Be like, you know what? Maybe I blew the whistle a little too early. Fine, whatever. But like to 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 be like, oh, I got to we're just, you know, we're reviewing. Oh, the puck went in. We're, we got ourselves a goal. And Quinn's got to challenge that. It's like, come on. It's like, you know, you know, that was, you know, if this was if it was a closer game, you're looking into that way more and calling. I think it would have been a goal. That was gonna be my point. I think it would have been a goal if it was a closer game. To be totally honest, I don't with think you. it would have. I think they're. I don't know. I thought he was that out of regardless. The that was the thing. He was, he was, but it's but Everly made contact. That's the reason why I'm saying you know if they reviewed it, you you see that <sighs> it's, contact. It's a real tough made. one. It's a it, that that's a really. I'm glad it didn't come down to that because it would have been a cause for controversy. Um, oh, for sure. Like, if that's if that's a if this is like let's say a two two game and the Rangers lose oh, three to it two, been a mess. that goal counts. I don't record this podcast tonight. I thought that it probably could have been a goal because it's tough because it's like Eberle did slam into him, but it was like it was a loose puck. Igor was outside the crease, but then again, Eberle didn't score on his attempt. It was Pulak after. I don't know. It's really. I'm glad we don't have to like. It's fun to like argue better, like in hindsight. But I'm really, I'm really, really happy that I'm sure. I mean, you're not happy either way because the Rangers lost four nothing. But I'm really happy that it wasn't like a two two game, like you mentioned, because somebody was going to be mad either way, like whether whichever way that call went, because it was so like that's about as gray area as you can possibly get, I think, with a call like that. For sure, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Like that just, that just like I guess is what pissed me off most about the game. Like I'm, I'm gonna get over the the fact that the Rangers looked like shit. Like I, I'll, I I'll make sure a, you remember can, the score for uh, for a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll keep bringing it up. Maybe especially if they went on Saturday, you're gonna hear about. 
Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping the Rangers <laughs> could at least if if they could. You know, I don't need fight. them to. Yeah, I don't need him to come out and win eight nothing just so I could be like, yeah, suck it. <laughs> I, I need just just win the game. Like if it's ugly, just just win the game, please. Or I just can't. like make it a close game. I don't know. Like yeah, like not, if you're gonna lose, make it a three-two game. Like the not game like, is over yeah. within four minutes tonight. Like that was no fun. <laughs> it really wasn't. But yeah, total side note. I mean, speaking of goalies and Igor, Semyon Varlamov was. I mean, he didn't have like unreal. a really tough game, but like when he needs to make the saves. He made the saves. I mean, he picked up right where he left off in the playoffs. I thought he was really impressive. I mean, there were a couple of saves he made on laugh. Uh, Keandre Miller, Panarin, I think, had a good chance. I mean, Igor. I don't think Igor had a bad game. I think Varlamov had a great, like, a great game. Like nothing to like throw on the highlight reels for like Islanders history, but like he was solid. Like when they needed him there, like they he was there, and I think that that warrants him getting the start on Saturday. Um, no matter what, for I sure. love to see. Ilya, I mean, Barry Trot said it'd be a 60-40 split, so I think this is definitely one where Varlamov, he's got a day off, wasn't too overworked tonight, um, probably go with him. I think we're going to see Varley versus uh, uh, yeah, I think, Georgiev. I think what the hell is George? Oh, Alex. Alex Georgiev. I couldn't think of his first name for a second. <laughs> I also think, though, that the if I'm if I'm Barry, you, you, I, I ride the hot hand a little bit. It's like oh, he, was, he, was su- he was super dominant against the Rangers tonight, and it was like, He's gonna he's gonna have like you said a day of rest. He's the hot hand right now. I a hundred percent easy easy choice. I think. Yeah, but um the the, the thing with Igor is it's like I think for him the first goal that he let in, you know it's he shook it off. It was fine. Um, it was the second goal I think that really threw that was what started to really throw him off. I mean. It was a two-on-one opportunity with Keandre Miller being the one defender. It's like the kid who That's has been playing tough, for, tough for for four minutes at this point <laughs> is, is is trying to defend the two-on-one. And Igor, you know, is uh, he's got to make the stop, and ultimately he doesn't make the stop. Um, so I think after that goal is when he got shaken up. I would say that's when you know that's. If I'm him, that's where I'm like, yeah. After the second goal went in, I I was kind of a little shaky in, in how I thought yeah. uh, this would go. But bit. but um, uh, one of the tweets I saw on Rangers Twitter was um, Henrik Lundqvist. It was it was just like gifts of like people like snickering. It was like Henrik Lundqvist watching his game on his couch, being like, uh, "Welcome to welcome to the club." <laughs> yep. Pretty much. I mean, I know my buddy Anthony, uh, Anthony the model, who's like, man, I think the Rangers have a, a, like a curse, like a Henrik curse. Like it's totally possible. They just too many good years of wasted Henrik, and now uh, this is what happens. Uh, that's about it. Just to wrap up the goalie note, uh, Semyon Varlamov had Brooklyn on the side of his helmet. Riddle me that one. I mean, could we not have like resprayed it? Like, why Ooh. does it still say? Why does it still say Brooklyn on the side? Like you don't play there anymore. I got like, some breaking just, news. Oh, word. Okay. Not hockey related. The Jets, the Jets and former uh, 49ers oh, yeah. defensive coordinator have reached a five-year uh, deal. Nice. I've heard from uh, our famous uh, Jets friend, covers the Jets, Tyler Cabrusa, that that's a very good hire. So, man, it's just name drop central here the last couple of minutes. But for that's very good. So somewhat exciting news. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's about all I have on the Islanders. I mean, I was just like, it's a very Islander game. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I've, we talked about their game. uh it's just it was just great depth hockey. Matt Barzell signed for three years. Uh, we talked about that last podcast. It finally happened a couple of days later. Uh, seven mil, reasonable I wish deal. He He's back one day later. <laughs> I wait. Why? 
Oh, facts. Yeah. I don't think he would have played if he signed one day later. I don't know. I think he would have. I mean, I think he was probably. I mean, he clearly he didn't miss a step. I don't think. No, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, I just don't know if, like, with like COVID protocol and everything, if he oh, would have let him go I and mean, everything. No, nah, he was, but he was practicing with the. I think the thing is he quarantined before. So he was practicing the day he signed, he was practicing with the team. So, yeah. Yeah, it I saw been that fine picture of way. him. Uh, and I was all smiling team. and hugging everybody. I was like, oh, how nice. But I think he wants to be here. Uh, he's not under for three years. Open up some cap down the line. Uh, I thought it was a great, great deal. Um, it's a shame that it's getting like relegated to the end of the podcast, but there's not too much to say. I think that's just the MO of the honor season. Like there's not much to say about it, but they get the job done. I think that was the moral of the story tonight. And uh that's about all I have for the recap of the Islanders. I mean, we'll see how Saturday goes. And we'll uh, when we record on probably someday next week. I don't know, Chris is uh off to Vegas to tomorrow, yes. eh? Right? Yeah, so yeah, we'll see tomorrow. what our we'll keep you guys updated on what our um our schedule is going to be like moving forward since I think you land on the day we're supposed to record. So we'll see what happens. But uh, so I'm taking we'll, we'll, a red we'll, eye on Monday night. So I'll be back Tuesday morning. Oh, okay. So, uh, so just a little, a little insight behind the pod. I'm going to be doing a half day <laughs> that day, and then I'm just going to be taking a nap. So we'll probably go back to recording yeah, on. I'd say so, and we'll figure out like a schedule. We'll probably get some, uh, get some segments running next week, like player of the week, whatever. We'll, we'll figure some stuff out. We got some stuff up our sleeves, you know. We'll see. Well, um, uh, we're before, ex- go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was oh, just going to say we're gonna... just excited. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say before we go, you know, I started this tradition last week, so we're going to keep it going. Oh, yeah, um, please do. We got, our, my, we got our – My dad got that wild trivia question that about like the 1920s. I was like, how do you know that? I forget what the player was, but I was like, oh, it's like Jean Rattel. I was like, how the hell do you oh, know Oh, like that, that question about like the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the 20s was a little bit much, I guess. But yeah, go for it. I was, I, I, damn, I, I didn't get any trivia this week. Damn it. I'll have it for I'll have, next episode. I'm having honor trivia. I'll be there. I'll make up my own. <laughs> All right. So here's here we go. So this is, this is again, trivia. This isn't a fact. So this is actually probably going to be hard again. Your dad might know this one. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll read tomorrow's too. Uh, but so, okay. So on January 14th, 1970, what defenseman <laughs> scored two goals and had a plus minus of plus five in the Rangers' 7 1 victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs? It's probably a rover. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a rover. For those of you waiting for me to respond, uh, the answer is Arnie Brown. Oh, of so, course. Yeah. Congrats to congrats to <laughs> Thank him. Thank you. Shout out Arnie you Brown. Know, the next day he went back to I don't, I don't know, you know, a coal mine or whatever because that's what dudes <laughs> were doing. You know, <laughs> like being a professional hockey player wasn't like a real job until probably like 1977. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's like like just think about it like guys like in like the early or like or, who were on teams like early in like the 50s and 60s would like play hockey at night and then like go back to like building skyscrapers in new york yeah, like, the next day how is that like, possible that was... like like how, imagine i got imagine I, we like you or i got off our nine to five and we're like oh like 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 oh what you have to do tonight like oh it's just a play against the red wings tonight like no big deal like that's crazy yeah i'm getting on a bus and going to detroit <laughs> <laughs> um oh okay cool um here's 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 the fact for tomorrow oh, word. um the fact for January fifteenth, twenty nineteen, Mika Zibanejad. They misspelled Mika on this calendar. No way. M K A, M K A. Oh my God. Mika Zibanejad. Mika Zibanejad. and Anthony D'Angelo. Go. They each scored two goals in a Rangers six two win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. I saw that game. That's. 
No, that's I a, didn't. That's a Just lame kidding. fact. So I know that hurts me as like an editor to like, cause that's what I do. Like I do like editing stuff and that hurts me to see that they misspelled that. And I put it into a, 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 a literal calendar. Like, come on, <laughs> Maka. But just shout out Tony D'Angelo again. Clearly doing something right. Not tonight. <laughs> That's nope, okay. Not. No, who else isn't doing something tonight? Dylan, Lar- uh, yeah, Dylan Larkin. Is that his name? Yes. On the Red Wings. Uh, yeah. Yep. New captain. Dave, uh, he's Dave. he's got a he's minus two right now in fantasy. So yeah, they got oh, they got yeah they got they got shut out. Oh yeah, how was your? Uh, me and Chris are in the uh, a fantasy week together. We I uh, have a uh, I'm in a ten tenth year keeper league. Uh, I wonder how we're doing. This is just a uh, total um, total tangent. Let's see. Yeah. I got the scoreboard. So I was I was I was losing yesterday, but I'm on uh, sixty two to fifty eight now. I'm I'm down by twenty five. Damn. Oh, of course I'm playing I'm playing McDavid. Of course I'm gonna be down by twenty freaking five. That guy's got twenty two points alone. We Marshawn do a, we, had we do an a weird eleven point game system. for me. That's solid. Um, I wonder who's doing doing good. Nick Letty had a really nice game for me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Nick. <laughs> Not bad. Um, we'll see. Uh, who else? Uh, Kyle Palmieri, two point eight. He missed a breakaway Kyle. in overtime. That would have been nice. He was literally the man had a breakaway from like no joke, like center ice, like even the Devils blue line probably. It was unbelievable. Like Ooh. and he missed. He missed, but that's okay. I'd be I'd be up by a lot if I wasn't up against Leon Drysaddle. Kyle Connor had nine points for me. Uh, so I was reading a thing before this draft, and I guess like this will will wrap up as soon as we're done with this. Yeah. But um, I was reading um. I was reading an article before the draft, just kind of like figure out like how to like when to draft players because I've never done an NHL like or just a hockey fantasy league in general. Yeah, and this one guy from NHL, like he gets he's employed by NHL.com. He goes, "Here are some players that I would stay away from uh, this upcoming season," and he had Andrei Svechnikov on this list, (sighs) and he goes. Well, he's had a really good first two years in the league, and you have to question, you don't know what line he's going to play on right now or what line he's going to be on right now. Does he replicate the amazing season he had last year? That's um, a hot, hot take. Hey, um, yeah, probably. Carolina is, uh, if you didn't know this, pretty freaking good this year. <laughs> yeah, the Corsi, the Corsi gods themselves, Carolina. God. It's about yeah, him and Sebastian Ajo, you know, had eleven points for me. So or twelve points. Yeah, not too not too shabby at all. But um yeah, that wraps it up for this episode. This was great a great episode. If you, if you were a Rangers fan, this is a miserable episode. Hopefully Thank you uh, very much, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully um next game is a little different. The Rangers can actually have some life. Um, I can't wait to log on to Twitter after I'm done with this and just kind of. I know see. we haven't seen. I haven't seen the carnage. Like I, we we came literally and we sat down like right at the podcast. Like we haven't seen anything. I, don't, I haven't seen any like tweets. So I'm very curious. Yeah. I haven't seen. I want to see the post game. I, I. It's a shame that we couldn't listen to like the post game pressers because I would have liked to hear Trotz and Quinn speak. But I mean, we're gonna get a more in depth view at some of the games. Like, um, as the season goes on, I think the Rangers and each have a handful before our next recording. So um, we just want to get this very reactionary first episode of the year, first episode uh, for uh, this podcast with the game. So uh, we wanted to make it a little bit special and record right after. So Quinn should have a presser like um, that UConn coach, like way back <laughs> when, where he just like walks in and he's like, I fucked up. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I, I fucked up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because uh. that's really all he can say. But that's everything <laughs> that I got. 
Kevin, yeah, you got anything good. else? Uh, I'm good too. Uh, we'll see how Saturday goes. We'll be, tweet- we'll be tweeting from the accounts. We sign in with our names. So you kind of know. You probably know the vibe of our tweets by now. But uh, if you don't follow us, if you're five, if you just find this podcast, which I'd be very impressed that you do. Um, then uh, check out our Twitter at From Broad to Bell. But uh, we sign off with our tweets. We'll be tweeting from the account. Uh, that's about it. Um, yeah. So make sure you're you know writing a nice review, leaving five stars, um, sharing it with your friends and family. Uh, Kevin, congrats on this. Thank this you. Win. Thank you. Uh, I did a I lot see out you. there. Mm-hmm. Congrats <laughs> on this win as a fan. I will see you. Um, yes. I will see you on Saturday. Have fun in Vegas. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be awesome to watch a game at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to a late matinee game. So, um, that's. I, I don't even. In, what what time does Seton Hall play on Saturday? Because that might coincide uh, the game, with this game. They're supposed to play at three thirty, but the game actually got canceled tonight because of uh, Xavier went to COVID protocol. So no Seton Hall oh, game, unfortunately. My. <laughs> Come on! I know they're supposed to play at three thirty. I know I was about to have a pirate and Islander doubleheader. It's about to be great, but alas, no big deal. All right. Well, thanks for listening, teams, everybody. Yeah, all my teams suck right now, but um, <laughs> it's good. We're okay. We're Kevin, congrats again, all the Islanders fans. Congrats again. Yes. Um, things will get things will get better for the Rangers. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only you know we're looking up. It's the only Rangers up from have here. A bright future. It's only up from the, here. And we're yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. We're at the bottom now. <laughs> you get shut out really bad first game. You can, can only, only go, go up. up. Here. Yeah. Unless you get unless they just get blown out next game like five nothing. Then that would that that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that would really cause uh, quite the stir. All right, uh, we'll see everyone next week. Uh, we're back to our normal drop schedule of Thursdays. But so uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Share, write a nice review, uh, listen all the way through, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.